it wasn't required to go that deep. Lyrically, it was not super deep, I will say. Like, I should have said this, like, during the episode, but there was not a single song, I don't think, at least on the album, that I wasn't just nodding along to and just, you know, just, okay, yeah, okay, okay. Okay, yeah, that's good. Yay, I converted another one. Yes, you did. Hello and welcome to the beta episode of After Listening To Podcasts. I am one of your hosts, Terrio, and today I am joined by Brandon Lee. Um, but first, I'm Terrio. I am a uh, graphic designer, music enthusiast, lover, all of that jazz. Been a fan of music since the late 1900s, and I aspire to release some music down the line, but until then, I'm going to keep on listening. What, what about you? Um, yeah, also a big music lover. Uh, my dad has been in different music groups pretty much my whole life. I've actually gotten the chance to be like in recording studios and seeing how that process is. Uh, and like, you know, music's always been a big part of my life. For a time, I did play music. I've since kind of just relegated that to the past. More of a, more of a listener now, but I do, uh, do thoroughly enjoy music. Okay, I feel you, I feel you. And that silky tones you just heard was Brandon Lee. So. Yes, sir. All right, all right. All right, so let me introduce you to the show. So here on After Listening to Pod, uh, we discuss random music-related topics, and uh, we kind of discuss them, debate them, and share our love or disdain for them. Uh, we love music and music discovery, so that's pretty much the whole point of the show. Um, but before we go any further, let me go through some obligated uh, disclaimers. Number one, we respect everyone's opinion, regardless of how wrong or terrible it may be. Um, we're just, number two, <laughs> we're just talking about the music. So if an artist got canceled or is in the process of being canceled or is canceled during the recording or the, during this discussion, uh, we're not advocating for whatever they did or did not do. Yeah. We don't know nothing about nothing. We're just talking about the art. <clears throat> yep. Separate the artist and the art. Absolutely. For each episode, uh, make sure you check the show notes for YouTube links, um, discussing this, uh, links to the songs that we're discussing on the show. And ultimately, we believe in supporting the artists, so give them a stream or two or crack open your wallet and purchase some physical media or go to a show if you end up liking them or vice versa or whatever. Just do what you got to do to support the artists, whatever that is legal. Uh, buy a crypto or something. Who knows? <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> and now that that's out of the way, let's get into the music. And I'll go first. Um, for today's topic, again, reiterating, we're uh, discussing our favorite artists' debut albums. And my favorite artist is Timberland by Proxy, Timberland and Magoo. Um, Timberland and Magoo's album, Back in the Day, released in, I think it was, uh, I know it was 1997 when it came out, but I think it was, yeah, November 1997 is when it came out. And um, it was one of the first albums I ever bought um, as a kid. So I wore the hell out of that CD. Like, I made sure it didn't scratch. I made sure I just... I, basically treated like my precious and that was my cd um and i read the liner notes backwards and forwards and like master names of who did what and all of that good stuff so um i basically fell in love with that album actually in alabama i was visiting family out that way and then i had um up just a boogie video came on and i just saw this dude and his Big Mama House <laughs> cardboard cutout with the hands just moving in the video. And I was like, what the hell is this? Like, as a kid, I'm like, this is funny. So in that era, it was, you know, everything was always, you know, bang, bang, shoot them up, gangster rap, whatever. So to me, it was a nice departure. So that's Tim Lemagoo, Welcome to Our World. And now I'm going to turn it over to you, Brandon, to get your reactions to after you listen to the album and what your thoughts were. All right. Um... Overall, be gentle. Be gentle. Please I'll, be I'll, gentle. I'll be gentle, but also completely honest. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, overall, I, I did really enjoy the album. Um, as someone who never really listened to Timbaland before, like whenever I was younger, you know, he featured on a few songs that were like radio top hits and stuff like that, but I never had to listen to like his actual albums, you know. Definitely, I never heard Magoo before, which Most that was. Uh, have it. 
that was an interesting kind of experience. I actually, um, the very first song that he's like rapping on, I thought he was one of the like female artists that was doing like kind of a deeper voice. And I was like, who is this? And then like halfway through his verse, like he says something about Magoo or something like that. I was like, this is Magoo for real. So that was kind of interesting. Um, but no, I did really like the album, man. It had a, um, like from the get go with beat, 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 like it just sets the tone, I feel like, of just like this kind of groovy, um, you know, just it has just a vibe, man. Just the whole whole album has a vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I would like to say that did kind of surprise me is there's, there's a, a lot of the songs are like explicitly about sex in a way that's like different than how sex is rapped about in, like, more modern songs, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, um... Which, by the way, you said Up Jump the Boogie. That was the only song on the album I knew before listening to it. Okay. Which was interesting. Um, yeah, to, that's, a, that's a shocker. Trying to pull up the album here. Mm-hmm. Um, like, Love to Love You. That was the song I was trying to think of. Uh-huh. Um... Yeah, man, that song goes, gets a little intense. I think it was Shantae. Yeah. Um, I think that's the song. Yeah, Shantae Montgomery. Shantae, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, like there's just like, there's one line where she like talks about like play with my nipples or something. And like, just whenever I heard that line, I was like, that's like just like straight up, like, <laughs> like telling yeah. people, this is what I like. Do this to me. Um, yeah. There were some cheesy lines and some cheesy moments, like the, uh, the 15 after song, where it's like every other line, 15 after 11, 15 after 12, is just like that whole story. Yeah. Had me, you know, I say it's cheesy, but I, I was definitely digging it. You know, it was cheesy in like the best way, I would say. One big thing that was definitely, I guess just because, you know, I was, I was born in 94, so this was like, I was definitely not listening to this whenever it was like contemporary. Yeah, I don't think a four-year-old was listening to Up Just a Boogie around that time. <laughs> no, um, definitely not. So I'm definitely more used to, like, I didn't really start listening to rap until, you know, obviously I was a little bit older. Mm-hmm. And just the the difference in production, mm-hmm. like the different sounds. Like, I know, you know, with, like, mid to late 2000s, like, 808s and stuff like that really became, like, the norm and I, I guess just listening to like an entire album from like before that was you know the, the go to or whatever sounds, it was a lot more apparent to me, and I, I think that's definitely like part of my bias just coming up with like more modern sounding rap, but mm-hmm. I don't know it was something I, I definitely kind of like missed I guess is one way to say it if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah, it does. I mean, like again, this was a different era of hip hop, right? Uh, so I, I can, I definitely understand where you're coming from. But I'm gonna let you continue before I jump in. Oh, before you jump in, you got something to add to it? I mean, of course. I mean, like, uh, like, yeah, 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 yeah. It is, it is. I just didn't want to, you know, step all over your your your, your stuff. But ultimately, the this album pretty much set the genre of hip hop forward production wise, and that's what I really true. What I really like about this album. The fact being that not two songs sound alike. They may have similar instruments, but every production is style true. is like a completely random flow, random sound effect, freaking baby choir, like weird samples. So not to say that it, like nobody did it before Timbaland, because I can't speak for all music. But ultimately, when Timbaland came onto the scene with Missy Elliott um, and with the Genuine Pony, he produced that. So just oh, he that produced whole, that. Okay. Yeah, that makes a lot yeah. of sense, actually. Yeah, yeah. So, so this is that era where Genuine and Missy Elliott, um, they all started around this time. They all they all started predated this. Like they started around like 1993 together around that time, if I'm not mistaken, uh, is when when they were discovered under another R&B group called Jodeci, and they were called the Basement Crew around that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they all collaborated with each other around that time frame. But due to some things that may or may not happen, allegedly speaking. They wanted to get from up under Jodeci, and Missy was like the first one to kind of make it big. She brought on Timbaland. Timbaland went ahead and got Genuine. Genuine, you know, reached out and grabbed Player. I mean, it's just they all stay connected, and that's why ultimately with this album as it flows, I love the collaboration because 
on every song, even even if not credited, Missy's doing a background vocal. I uh, noticed or, that. Yeah, even if yeah. they're not like, you know, on the title as featured or whatever, a lot of those, yeah, yeah, that was really nice to hear and like catch yeah. those. Like, oh man, this is, yeah. Yeah. So, and this is also during the time too where remixes were like a big thing um, during the 90s, the late 1900s for sure. Like, there'll be the regular version, then it'll be like the remix version, then it'll be the album version, but it'll be like the same song or whatever. That was one so. point I wanted to bring up is there was like, there's a few songs on there that there's not even the original song. At least on the YouTube version of that one I listened to, it was like just the remix. No, on this one, they're they're both featured on here. It's probably easily overlooked, but like Clock Strikes and Clock Strike remixes on there. Uh, Love to Love You, Love to Love You remixes are back to back, and Up Just a Boogie and Up Just a Boogie remixes on there too. Oh, you're right, you're right. They just play back to back. That's probably why. I, I, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, Love to Love You, the original one was Saint Nick. When she was like, you know, grab my nipples and, and like that's when I had like the weird tango vibe sample. Mm-hmm. That one, that kind of just again, I'm in middle school, I think, at this point. I'm listening to these lyrics and I'm just rapping along with it. I ain't know what the fuck I was talking about. And then now that I'm older and I go back and listen to it, I'm just like, Why did why did my folks <laughs> let me buy this album? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so it's so vulgar. It is very vulgar. Which like, I mean, I don't, it's, that, that that part definitely surprised me a bit. Like, I don't know. I guess I was just naive coming into that, just thinking yeah. that like it wasn't until like more recently, you know, relatively more recently in rap that like you could be that explicit. But no, they were. Well, that's yeah. as you know, in some ways, it was worse than a lot of other songs. It's like more more you know modern or come out more recently. Yeah, which is crazy. So, one thing, normally whenever there's, like, a rapper and he's kind of just, I guess, like, talking and, like, you know, kind of a a rhythmic tone, but still, he's not really, like, rapping, he's just talking over the beat. I feel like typically that kind of annoys me a little bit, but Timberland pulls it off, man. He's He's got the right tone. It's probably a lot of the fact that the beat, like you mentioned, you know, he's the beats are, like, just top tier from mm-hmm. top to bottom on this song or on this album. Uh, but there's like a few songs that he does that on where even if it's just like a verse at the end where he kind of just like talks over the beat, he might have a few like rhymes mixed in, but even those parts, I was still like, okay, Temple Land, get yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was definitely the same way with that. And it kind of, I didn't know how to really explain that as a kid. I was just like, is he rapping or talking right? or kind of singing? Cause he kind of has that baritone where it's kind of with the flow, but not really. Mm-hmm. And this is the time what I like to call the robot Tim era. So like mm-hmm. he like really modulated his voice to where he was basically like kind of a, like um like like the guy that speak it on like on a speaker versus actually on a microphone kind of deal. It, even in the intro he said this is Magoo's album featuring me. So Magoo is more of a rapper, but Timberland kind of had to step up a little bit at the end of the day because they did kind of clown him for his lack of rapping technically. But it just the fact that matter to me he's a producer first. Mm-hmm. then a rapper and then you also have rappers that produce and then you also have uh, producer rappers so to me there's like three different kind of categories because like Kanye West is a producer rapper kind of deal right um, yeah. and then you got some other uh, producers that just happen to rap or kind of just throw something in there every once in a while but not really it's not really their thing and then you got you know Timberland who's kind of just like I mean I'll do it but it's not really my thing. He just kind of like saying song kind of just, it's playful. And that's what I enjoy about it. Ultimately, like the beats are playful. The lyrics are playful. Um, and you know, and then every now and then they'll get serious and get lyrical. What, writing rhymes was probably, I don't know if it was my absolute favorite. It was definitely one of my favorites from the album, just cause that was one where they kind of feel like, you know, Timberland actually like seriously raps, has some really good, good bars, good lines on there. Yeah. Yeah. So here's the thing. Now, the person you think that really rapped on that song, that wasn't Timbaland. Was that not Timbaland? Who no. was it then? So, that's their friend, uh, Troy Mitchell. And he's uh, not also, even, that was like you were talking about, like people not even Not even credited. Credited. <laughs> yeah, so Troy Mitchell, a.k.a., his a.k.a., his rap name is Alias. Mm. And um, so, what Timbaland and a lot of other people have been doing as of, you know, definitely... It's coming more to the forefront now, but because Timberland is not a rapper, he'll get a ghostwriter, and then sometimes he'll have the ghostwriter perform on the song. Oh, okay. Just to kind of throw them out there, you know. So 
I mean, Timbaland is not again, he's not a rapper, but you know, he can rap. He can write his own stuff, but but yeah, uh that was uh Troy Mitchell and then Magoo did the second verse and then Timbaland kinda just talked the rest of the song out like he was like, yeah, I'm, not, yeah. Not, I'm not gonna rap on it, I'm just, just gonna talk for like three minutes on the song. <laughs> just Timbaland things. Yep. But my main thing, I really I am dying to know what it was your thoughts about deep in my memory. Or deep deep in your memory. That's right. Number thirteen. Um, I mean, I don't remember having, there's definitely some like lines on this song where I was like, you know, kind of like, what? <laughs> but I don't remember exactly having like any specific strong reactions to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I ask why? It, just, just, it was your favorite. Is that why you wanted to, why you asked me what my thoughts are on it? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, just the fact being that during that time, and I still think even to this day, that's one song from 1997 that could be played on the radio today. That I 100% agree with. I mean, this was definitely like up with like Rotten Rhymes. This is probably like number two, if, if if not one, maybe of my favorites on the song as well, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't have like anything more specific. It was a vibe. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely was a vibe. <laughs> it's definitely a vibe. And it's, <laughs> yeah. like I said, it's got some good lines. You know, Magoo goes pretty good. That's probably my favorite L- L- Magoo same uh, versus that, was, was from there yeah to me like that's the one song that magoo actually look well okay it's two songs on this album that magoo really shines as a rapper in my opinion it's the original clock strikes mm-hmm. um, clock strikes was the other one i was thinking yeah yeah i agree with that and then deep and deep in your memory um he goes pretty hard on that one but uh to me deep in your memory just the way the beat is set up like i don't think any beat to this day has had some weird like like and then it's like keeps going through. It's like okay, like the beat's kind of like like and the fact being that the beat is like staccato and then they still manage to ride the beat at the same time. Yeah, it's definitely impressive. Okay, I get it. So, all right, and then the other part of the album that I thought was pretty dope is like I said, they kind of shine and kind of promote their you know their friends in the industry or people that they were working with and then just pretty much after clock strikes is like they're not even on the album anymore they just right. got other people on the album so I thought, yeah. that was pretty fire yeah because you know I, I started this by saying i hadn't really listened to timberland but the same thing with uh missy elliott like pretty much anyone that was on this album and except for like a few songs that were like mid to late 2000s that you know might have been like their billboard hit or if they had featured on another song that got popular it was really the only experience i had with them so it was definitely oh, it, was, it was nice to go back and like listen to some missy elliott verses and like you know she's not just the two-step person you know <laughs> um i she's another one i did not realize she was as as freaky oh. as she was oh you which i mentioned that to someone else at work the other day and they were like really that was like yeah. her thing <laughs> Yeah, it still is her thing. Like, like, like one of one of these episodes. If we ever dive deep into that one, like that's gonna be like. I would pretty... be. Yeah, I would be down for that. <laughs> oh man, yeah, yeah, Let's get you, dirty you, with yeah, it. yeah. It's gonna get super dirty. Like you got to like walk around with a condom on at all times because you don't <laughs> never know when Missy will show up. Like, <laughs> it's, it's gonna be that kind of vulgar album. Oh yeah, um, so that was definitely a, a little bit of a shock for me, just because I didn't realize that that was her brand. I guess so to yep. speak. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, long before Nikki and all the other ones, there was the Missies and the Little Kims and the and there were, Lights of the World. There were definitely there was a few verses by like the the female artists where they featured or whatever that I don't want to say. I guess like I almost heard or they they sounded very similar to how a a Nicki Minaj or you know someone else that I can't a, think of a Cardi B or whoever. a Cardi. Thank you. That's what I was trying to think. like a Cardi B. Like there was a couple verses like this could be like. This is like the exact same style almost of like flow, you know? Yeah. Which I thought yeah. was interesting that that was still, I don't know, recognizable to some extent. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, no doubt about it. You also suggested I listen to Tim's bio, which I enjoyed. And they have the, um, I can't remember the name of the title, but it's basically with the, it follows the tune to like the old Spider Man yes. cartoon. Yes. That one, become? whenever it first came on, I just started laughing, and I was like, are you for real Timbaland right now? You did this. And it, it's a good song, too, man. That's what was crazy about it. Absolutely, absolutely. That's the perfect segue, which I'm glad, because I gave you the bonus listening of uh, Tim's bio, 
to listen to. And the reason why I wanted you to listen to that one was, to me, okay, Timbaland Magoo was the origin story of Timbaland kind of getting into the game. To me, Tim's bio is the definitive stamp on Timbaland as a producer mm. coming into the game. So, because, um, like, on Tim's bio, it's pretty much a compilation. Like, he raps, but it's not about him. He has so many future talent, featured artists on the, on the album to fill in a void of him as a rapper with special cameos by the, you know, staples of, you know, Genuine, Aaliyah, um, uh, what's the name, uh, Missy, and so forth. Mm-hmm. But this is where he stepped his game up rapping-wise. And that's when he got the ghostwriter in. Like, on the first song, I Get It On, featuring Basie, she pretty much wrote his his verse. But oh, okay. but the but the way he flowed on that was, you know, like... Yeah, 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 which was a step up. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, tell me like a rap now. Um, Magoo kind of vanished partly because label issues and all that stuff. But he still, to this day, in many circles, perceived as the worst rapper of all time. (laughs) Really? Um, By by different fandoms. To me, I'm like, like that rating is too harsh because there are definitely worse rappers. Oh, man, yeah. (laughs) He's not the worst of all time. He, He definitely has some, like, super cheesy... Simple or simplistic, I guess is probably a better word, lines, but I wouldn't say that's definitely way too harsh in my opinion. He's not the worst of all time. I, I'm not even close. Yeah, but the main thing is the voice. And that's why I think people okay. make fun of him because of the voice thing. Because, like you said, <laughs> out the gate, you thought it was a female lowering her voice down. I, I and, thought it was a female <laughs> doing a voice, dude. I really did. Because, again, there was a lot of like artists that like I, I knew of peripherally, but I'd never like actually listened to. So I was like, I was ready to like parse who is who <laughs> threw me for a loop. Yeah, which is funny. Like, I'm, I'm not going to force you to listen to any more Timbaland and Magoo, but, like, they did two more albums after this. And then uh, in an interview, Timbaland said, uh, he actually told Magoo, he's like, look, I'm going to need you to bring your voice down a little bit when you rap. <laughs> so Man. in subsequent albums, albums uh, Magoo, he doesn't go like this. He's not, you know, he's not all up that. He actually kind of brings it down a little bit and tries to bring it in a more acceptable tone. Like, when he does appear every now and then, it's, like, it's a nice little pleasant surprise, like a random... Like, oh, there go Magoo. Fair well, okay. A question for you. you. You may or may not know, but mm-hmm. the, his, like, uh, at least from these albums, like the high-pitched or higher-pitched kind of rapping sound he has, is that how he talks? Is that just his normal sound? Yeah. That's, he just, that's he just naturally voice. has, like, a higher-pitched voice? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I was I was wondering as I was listening to it, like, is this, and you kind of just touched on where you said everyone was trying to have their own distinct sound. I wasn't too sure if this was just, like, him trying to get that, distinctness or if this yeah. was just him, him his natural sound so that i mean yeah for, for a few interviews that's just that's just his normal his normal voice or whatever so you okay. know he's kind of like a like kind of like a um aziz i'm sorry you know mm. saying? like, like mm-hmm. his voice is like actually actually like that so yeah. he's not you know he might ham it up a little bit but ultimately that's just you know that's just how how his voice is set up the one word that just whenever we're talking about this the one word that just really just keeps popping in my head is it's just it's fun it's that's the whole fun point. music, man. Like that's that was really in the essence. I feel like that was the vibe for really both albums in a lot of ways. It's just fun, a lot of fun yes. beats, just rap, different artists featuring and getting thrown in there, and just coming up with fun verses or rhymes. It's just a it's, lot of fun, man. It it's really just is fun, random as hell, and just weird <laughs> yes. collaborations. And uh, also, this uh, Tim's bio. And don't quote me on this exactly, but I think this is one of the first appearances of Ludacris. Really? I was wondering yeah. that, um, like yeah. how long some of these people had been. Because, um, like, I know Aaliyah's on, on this one. Mm-hmm. She had been in the game for, like, a, a few years at this point, right? Because she really came out in, like, 90, like earlier 90s, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, 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 yeah. Aaliyah came out early. In like, was the, she already uh, kind of, like, a big name? Remember yes. She was featuring on it? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she was, ooh, okay. Uh, remember the disclaimer I said before. So <laughs> so this is during the era when R. Kelly discovered Aaliyah. And right. I, Aaliyah, we don't have to get into that whole backstory. Okay, I, cool. Okay, I, I wasn't I'm sure. I'm aware of that sure. history, so we don't okay, have to get into cool. that. Okay, cool, cool. I wasn't sure if I had to go to that It's, it's the timeline that I was just unsure of. Yeah, so, uh, so, this, uh, so she ended up collaborating with Missy and Timbaland after that album with uh, R. Kelly. So the album awkwardly did not age well call age ain't nothing but a number um music mm-hmm. sonically sounds great but oh, the, the, album the title, songs themselves are great but yeah 
Yeah, the songs. It's like, problematic mm. in every other sense. Absolutely. <laughs> Love Baby Girl, rest in peace. But yeah, that's yeah. just... Mm. Anyway, but yeah, so uh, so she did a hard pivot and um, switched over to working with Timbaland and Missy, um, partly because they were signed to the same label. So the same label that Timbaland and Magoo signed to is actually Aaliyah's uncle's label okay. at the time. So it was like that whole inter-family connection, and then they kind of vibed it out, and then Aaliyah came out with One in a Million, and that like, pretty much changed the whole R&B sound like around that time frame because like nobody really heard an R&B song like that. But um, but yeah, so all in all, like these, the, I just wanted you to hear where my love of music kind of started from and where it kind of just spiraled off. You definitely have. I I am glad that you asked me to listen to Tim's bio because while I did like Welcome to Our World a pretty good bit, it was a very fun album, Mm -hmm. I I do think I liked Tim's bio just just a little bit more. Yes. And maybe that is because, you know, it it came afterwards, a little bit more practiced, a little bit more experienced. It's got a slightly different, you know, vibe going with it. Um, Mm -hmm. But again, both of them were just... Yeah, I I probably will have after listening to them several times now. I'll probably have Timberland randomly pop up in my just you know giant playlist YouTube likes to do, mm-hmm. and I am okay with it. Okay, that's good. It's it's For totally sure. fine to have some consensual Timberland in your life. It's nothing wrong uh, with that. Yes, consensual, <laughs> consensual Timberland. <laughs> okay, well on that lovely note, we're gonna take a break, and then we're gonna get into Brandon's pick that I listened to, and um. Yeah, I got some thoughts. Sweet. And we're back. Brandon, let's talk about your selection that you had me listen to. So I picked Childish Gambino, and um, me and you kind of discussed this. They did have several like free EPs and mixtapes that they came out with, but I ultimately decided on Camp, which was his first like actual fully produced, like in a you know, like professionally produced, I guess is a better way to say it, studio album. Childish Gambino, why I picked him and why he's to this day has been one of my favorite artists, is he's kind of the artist that got me back into rap. I started listening to rap whenever I was kind of younger and like my sister was a few years older than me and she was listening to to rap, you know, making my parents mad with all of the vocal language and stuff. And so like I'd, I'd listen to that with her like on the download kind of, you know, like with the speaker like at night or like with a boom box at night, like in the corner of the room down low, you know, where my parents wouldn't hear. Nice. And so as I got older, I got kind of out of it. Sort of listened to, you know, my dad, like I said, it's always been in music. He's always been a, a rock. He plays guitar. So he's been like more of a rock musician. So I kind of, for several years, just went full into that. And all I listened to was like different styles of rock. And then it was like around the end of my high school, like as I was getting ready to graduate and going to college, um, it wasn't the full album. So it was a few songs from, I believe he has two EPs or like, I'm, I am not a rapper is what they're taught or what they're titled. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a few songs from those that just like, for one reason or another spoke to me. And then like during my fresh, I think it was either my freshman or maybe after the summer of my freshman year of college camp came out and man, it's that album. Um, he kind of has a very unique style that I like and it just spoke to me on a lot of levels. And uh, there is still several songs that like weekly I'm still listening to that pop up in my playlist and I'm like rapping along with, and you know, especially like during the summer, I got my windows down, speakers up while I'm driving around, stuff like that. So yeah, definitely credit Childish Gambino and in a lot of ways that album as, as really getting me back into hip hop. And that, that led to me going down the rabbit hole and then reaching out, listening to different new artists uh, other artists I had heard of, I hadn't really listened to because I was just wasn't listening to rap at the time. And ultimately, in a lot of ways, that's what led to me being here today. You know, nice. whenever you and me met, you know, we we bonded over a lot of the music taste that at that time I was like somewhat like just within the last year or two, I'd really just started getting into again. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm interested to see what what your thoughts are and how it made you feel. So, going into this, I will admit. I've only uh, I've heard a few songs by Childish Gambino, aka Donald Glover. Um, I had some songs kind of in rotation, like I I liked um, from because of the internet. I like three thousand and five. I like that one. That was one of the songs I already had in rotation, mm-hmm. but I never heard about Camp, at least not knowingly. So um, so I was like, okay, this is different. Um, going into it, I will say uh, from way back in the day when I mean you started uh, in, like sharing music tastes and everything. I see why we both love Logic as much as we do. One hundred percent. Listening to this album, I got so many. Like it just, I'm just like, wow, this is. I see why Logic and Childish Gambino are like two of the same. Like, like they're different for sure. Mm-hmm. Like different flow and ability, different 
uh, life stories and life experiences, but just the vibe and the confidence and the internal struggle and all those things that they rap about in their lyrics, they're like basically uh, two people on the same coin, ultimately. Um, listening to this album, I will say that first song I listened to no less than 85,000 times. Um, outside is phenomenal. It is the perfect intro song to an album to like just lay the foundation to like this is what you're getting into this is who i am this is my whole life story and i felt like i was like damn like did i just grow up with this kid like Mm -hmm. i felt i felt like i knew donald glover and going into this as a self-identifying blurred myself the content that he rapped about resonated with me beyond a whole nother level because it's weird not really knowing where you fit in on any kind of group. You know, you you can be cool with this this clique, but be hated by this other clique, but then be accepted by this one clique, but, don't, but they don't fully accept you for who you are, for what you like. Especially during that time back in the early 2000s or whatever else where everybody had to be clicked up or you had to be stuck into a particular box, otherwise you were othered or shunned or whatever. So just going into it, the album... Just the lyric alone. So, a complete departure from Timbaland and Magoo when it comes to lyricism. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, like this, like, Childish Gambino, Donald Glover, the fact that there were no wasted bars on this album. Period. Like, mm-hmm. he had some play, playfulness here and there, but everything had a purpose. Everything had a reason for being the way it was. Um, it's just, like, I got a whole manifesto of notes that I took. So... The main thing that I really loved about this album from start from start to finish was the fact being that the hunger in his flow, like he had something to prove. And I was trying to figure out, I was like, okay, you said, you know, there was a mixtapes prior to this. And I was like, okay, he has a hunger. It, 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 it's a, you know, like this is his first major labor debut, but it still felt like he still had a chip on his shoulder. And I was like, I, I was a little curious about that. So I went back and listened to EP, the 2011 re-release or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I listened to that. It's pretty cool. And then um, even on that album, I think he commented on the fact being that he was like, the part of the reason why I released my mixtapes for free, because that was my old me, and I'm not going to rap as a persona. I'm just going to rap my life going mm-hmm. forward. And I was just like, thank you. That's what I miss in hip-hop. Because um, that's what it used to be about for the majority part. Yeah, you got your gimmicks and you have your fun stuff or whatever, and that's all cool. But you still rap your life story or you laughed, you, you, you rapped about your experiences and you told a story over the beat and have fun with the production and guest appearances or whatever. So that, that really resonated with me. But yeah, just the fact being that most of his lyrics are autobiographical dealing with the blurred life culture and not being fully accepted by black culture or white culture or nerd culture for that matter. Um, I just, I dug it, man. Yeah. I didn't want to touch on it too, too much on my intro to the album or whatever, but I definitely agree. As you know, I'm definitely, you know, I, I definitely can listen to and, and appreciate beats and production, but I definitely am more, a little bit more of a, a lyrically focused when it comes to music type of guy, uh, which is, of course, partly why I love uh, Childish Cambino so much. Is like you said, he's, he's very, no bar wasted. I definitely agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, one interesting thing about this album for me is, is touching on, you know, that whole idea of like, being black but like not not fitting in not fitting in with like the hood culture and then you know struggling to fit in in the, the quote-unquote black culture that just just hearing that as as a white person what what, hold on, hold on. what you're you're white i am what the hell i am sorry news to everyone who's not aware i'm um, so sorry podcast over this is the end of the show brandon oh, lee is man. white <laughs> should have put that in the disclaimer right that, <laughs> that was the third disclaimer yeah, that, we, <laughs> that we missed um but no just just hearing that honestly partially helped like expand my horizons and just like kind of understand because okay a little bit of my background i grew up in an area that didn't have a ton of people of of any race that wasn't white so i didn't have just like a lot of exposure to people of different backgrounds necessarily Mm -hmm. um so I guess that was just an aspect of like if you're in the black community you might have that struggle of of fitting in or whatnot it's something I never thought or I didn't really know existed um which did eventually lead to me like you know 
meeting other people, like actual people in my life that could also, you could say, like had that same issue. Like, you know, they didn't necessarily fit into one box or another, but were a person of color and, and had to deal with that. And yeah, I definitely credit this album for giving me a little bit of a, a, a insight into what they might have been going through and a little bit more empathy and like understanding of that whenever I got to meet them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and and, and that's the other thing that kind of resonated with me as well because like knowing your background and listening to this album, I was just like, oh, 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 okay. Yeah, I get it now. <laughs> so it was just like one of those, like the light went on for me personally and then also like a little bit into your life as well. So I was like, okay, this totally makes sense. Um, but yeah, I it, it, it just really... Um, it, it really spoke to me on a variety of different levels. Um, I do have one one complaint uh, about the album overall. Yeah, let's hear it. All right. Why does my got to be so damn talented? Like, why you got to be the producer, rapper, and singer? It's not fair. He it was is also, not fair. He was also writing for TV shows. He was acting at the time. It is not fair. Like, he needs, he needs to save some of this talent for the other people out there. Like, it's, the fact... Yeah, it's it's sickening. It's sickening. That's it's very it hard not to be jealous of his talent. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, <laughs> I was I was so mad because like because <laughs> it's like listening to this like okay so like going out of, going on the playlist or whatever uh, outside perfect intro song sets the tone for the album. Um, Firefly was dope. I like it because it kind of continues the outside narrative. Mm-hmm. But to me, when he uh, bonfire and backpackers and you see me, that's when he just pretty much just. Just goes complete ape shit on the oh, lyrics. Yeah, those are the three like going hard tracks. Just goes just straight bananas on it. But for me, all the shine, that's the one that got to me. Cause I'm just like, that was like uh, granted, this is his first major label release and the mixtapes, and I'm questioning he did a lot of his own singing and stuff on the mixtapes. But listening to Camp First and then going back to listen to the mixtapes, when all the shine comes on, it's like this is like one of the, like this is like the first song on our album that really showcases all his talents in one song. I'm just like that's when I kind of just I just dropped my phone and pull pull my headphones off and I just had to go outside and take a walk because I was mad. Like there's no reason for somebody to be this talented. Yeah, he can even like sing well. It's you know it's not often that a good rapper is able to also like sing well beyond yeah. just like the you know a, a basic just hold the note for a line or two like no he he he's even done like covers on on youtube and stuff where he's like full-on like singing other songs and it's again just what you're saying just it's too damn talented man yeah it's like the fact, the fact being that like we didn't even go uh i didn't go to the, the album with redbone on it but the fact being that i heard redbone and i thought it was somebody else entirely mm-hmm. and they said oh the shadows gambino i was like no that's not that's like somebody that's some r&b new person out i was like no that's Childish Gambino. I was like, okay, well, he clearly did auto tune. Then I saw him perform it live, and he did just acapella, like no auto tune, straight acapella. Did the whole song. I was like, bruh, like I punched my TV. Like I was that mad. <laughs> like, like it's ridiculous. Like, why are you this damn talented? So that that song stuck to me, and then um, the other song that really got to me because I'm a like your, your lyrics first. And then, you know, production second or down the line. Me, I kind of hear the beat first because I'm a producer first. Mm-hmm. And then and then I kind of, I, like, the beat picks me up first and then I then I get in on the lyrics. But a lot of times if the beat is good, I kind of can forgive the lyrics. It can't, like, I don't have to worry about that. But um, Les, L-E-S, that track, man. <laughs> Him, like, Donald Glover and Ludwig, those two, man. Like, that's Which- just... It's so this so was my introduction man. to Ludwig. What all else is, you know, if anything else like major that he's been on? Cause he seems uh, to be like, I've heard like other, like online of her comments where he seems to be like a well-known producer. Yeah. To some so, extent. yeah. So, um, I didn't know too much about him beforehand. So like, I kind of did, did my own little YouTube, not YouTube, but Google research kind of rabbit hole. And this dude produced on community. Then he ended up getting assigned to Jay-Z's rock nation label as a uh, producer, as a composer. So this man is out here composing movies. He ended up working with Justin Timberlake on the uh, Trolls soundtrack. Like mm. this man has been everywhere. Like he's collaborated with all kinds of different artists. Um, just the fact being that this man was just a composer. Um, he actually worked with uh, what's the name? Um, Ryan Krug- uh, Ryan Coogler. 
Like really? he like scored like he scored the Creed soundtrack and and like part of the, okay. the Black Panther soundtrack. And anybody who look, who's seen Black Panther or Wakanda Forever, the music along with the story plays a significant part in it. And just the fact being that hearing that translate over to this album and because and also because of the internet when they also collaborated, I'm just like, wow. Okay. Well, they've been a, a long time. I think pretty much every because he also Ludwig was also at least partially the producer on blanking on the album the album that has Redbone whatever the title of that album is he, uh-huh. he helped produce that album so, so him and and Donald Glover apparently go way back I, yes. that's one thing I didn't think to, to research myself before this but I'm interested to see if if like how they met I guess like what the origin of, of that partnership is something I'm, uh, I'm not aware of that story but yeah I, I think they I think, yeah I think they collected with him acting actually like like Ludwig was producing something for one of the shows he was working on and then they you said he wrote like, for community i guess that would be because yeah. he was donald glover was uh, an actor on community so i guess that's probably where they where they would have met yeah i, I, I think, think it was also he, around that time he was releasing his his first like first couple eps as well yeah 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 so i think that was around that time if not beforehand i'm not sure but i think it was around that time and that's when they kind of just just skyrocketed but yeah uh les uh which apparently stands for lower east side this this says less Mm-hmm. So I thought it was like short for lesbian at first, but I was just like, nah, I don't think that's it. Um, but yeah, so that that song alone just kind of just like killed it. Uh, Heartbeat, phenomenal commercial pop track or whatever. Yeah, coming from a, a lyrical rapper, I think, and I, I think just, that one was probably his biggest commercial hit from the from the album. Yeah, yeah, I, I could definitely see that because that it kind of it transcends it transcends a lot of genres, so mm-hmm. it can be you know rap song. R&B-ish song, but it has a very dance vibe and dance and EDM. Pretty much, that's the one genre that goes anywhere in the world. Like, and it's a topic that almost everyone can relate to. Yeah, definitely the friends with benefits situation. That's a the friends with benefits to someone who was you were kind of you know in in a relationship with before, and then now you don't know where it's going on. You're both exploring new options, still yeah. kind of connected, but not. Yeah, like, was, most people know. have been in something. You can at least partially relate to different parts of that, if not all of it. I feel like. Yeah, 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 no doubt. It's like, you know, like the whole identify the relationship thing is like, are you my girlfriend? Are you my real girlfriend? Are you not my girlfriend? I mean, I enjoy yeah. what we do, but like, but yeah, um, Sunrise was a good time. I like that one. Um, again, the main thing, the, the, the thing about Sunrise, that track that I liked the most was it kept the vibe of that song felt more like a, um, a live situation. Like something performing live, like the way the drums were, uh, the way that they kind of did the drums, it was kind of like the call and response kind of thing. Yeah, so, definitely. I see yeah, that. So, yeah, so me listening to that, like I just automatically envision him performing that song live, and like the audience just like just going in with it. So I definitely can um, feel that. All in all, I just I, the album it flows top to bottom. There's no reason to skip anything. It's just. You hit play and you just kind of just enjoy the vibe and just let it happen. That power, though, that conclusion, it's, that is so and like the album was already a nice present. It was a nice gift that we got, but then the conclusion of that power was like the bow and a ribbon that was just mm-hmm. put on top of it just to make it extra pretty for no reason. Like it was already fine as it was, and then you just had to embellish it a little bit more. I just like he even brings his actor side. Yeah. into this so it actually became like a spoken word piece from yep. like R&B rap and then he kind of goes with a spoken word perform- performance thing so I'm just like I love you and hate you at the same time because <laughs> you're so damn talented it's sickening it's okay. pretty good well, yeah, I'm, so I'm just, happy you've enjoyed it then yeah 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 it was, it was, it was dope it so was a question dope. for you. Uh, you, yeah. s- you mentioned that you listened to the what, 2011 EP you've probably listened to that like more than I have then at this point I think I've, uh-huh. I'm sure I went back and listened to it at one point but like I don't even remember necessarily any tracks off of that was that like his very first EP really don't I know I've listened to it but it was so long ago I don't really remember anything specific about it uh-huh. do you want to talk about because I, I do remember that it was c- kind of rough to some extent you could there's definitely like a sense of evolution like if you listen to that and then immediately listen to camp I feel like I want to say not necessarily it was more typical rap as far mm-hmm. as, you know, being a stereotypical, misogynistic, vulgar, whatever. But there are some songs like Not Going Back. To me, that's a, that's a standout song. Free Some Geeks is a standout song. Um, and uh, Not Going Back is a song that I referred to earlier when he's basically said that, like, 
I've pretty much given this album, given away my mixtapes for free because I'm not going back to that persona, that life anymore because that's not that's not who I was. And he basically said that from now on, if I'm a rap, if if I'm not gonna rap about my own life, I'm not gonna rap it anymore. Period. So so that's where I think that was the pivotal point. Thus, the uh, Camp album, mm-hmm. which uh, listening to that, listening to EP, then listening to Camp, and then going to because of the internet. You definitely can see the growth because, like, EP was just, I just gotta, I'm trying to fit in, but I'm not quite fitting in kind of deal. But I'm just still doing me. He's kind of like in that confusion state. Um, and then uh, he finished with not going back, which kind of just put the end on that era. Then he goes into camp and he just wraps his whole life story um, throughout and his whole experience and being a young adolescent, learning love and being rejected and all that good stuff. And, trying to find your way and find yourself. And then mm-hmm. because of the internet, it became less autobiographical, but more commentary. So that album, that was a growth where I was like, okay, it became less introspective. It was more like, okay, let's comment on society. Like the song World Star, you know, everybody knows what that means without even knowing what it means right. at this point. So, um, but yeah, so listening to that, and I was like, okay, I can, I, I see the growth. And then on because of the internet, he actually... I, I, don't, I don't want to say rap less. I, I, it feels like it's less rap on that album compared to Camp. Camp is like bar from bar, bar, bar. I'm rapping, I'm spitting bars. Everything's going to have rap in it. To me, because of the internet, he showcased more of his singing ability, his more melodic side. Definitely agree with that. There's, there are a good, like maybe half the album, give yeah. or take, is still like just straight up rap, but the, the other half is definitely, you know, more singing, more just like kind of talking over beats mm-hmm. or having different, like, it might be in World Star, but the part where he has that the sound bite of the woman, like I am a three hundred or no, it's zealot, I think it is. Yeah, I am a three hundred and fifty pound black woman, like just random stuff mm-hmm. like that. If you know what I'm talking about, yes, yes, um, yeah. that he throws in there. Yeah. Um, speaking on because of the internet, I don't know if you know this, and I don't. It's been so long since I've looked into this. It's been years I've looked into this. So I don't want to like get into it too detailed, but mm-hmm. he actually wrote a like screenplay. That, like, goes along. It's, like, the story of, quote-unquote, the boy. That, like, supposedly the album is supposed to, like, follow along with this screenplay or whatever. Um, So something to look into. It's a little interesting. Okay. Yeah, I had no idea. Um, I think at one point he intended to, like, actually make, like, a full-length, like, music video that, like, tied in all the different songs and was, like, this cohesive story. But I think something ended up happening or maybe it was just a, a thought project more than anything, but... Yeah, the one thing that I found out about um, the album because of the internet, I guess the last song, the big, the biggest troll. Um, mm. Apparently, when he, I guess it leaked, and the, the leaked version like cut off like halfway in between the song or whatever, and the people who who downloaded it or whatever, they just thought that was it, and then the album version came out, and then the song continued on. So like, there's there's like a segment of his fan base that have never heard the rest of the song; they just only heard that part where it just kind of abruptly cut off because they thought that was him trolling them <laughs> that the song wow. just cut off. So I thought that was it. And people was like, Oh, that was the perfect ending. And then they listened to the whole album. They're like, Oh, what the hell? Like, what? No, like it continues on. So there's some people that never heard the rest of it. I actually people... had never heard that before. Yeah. And there's some people that were mad that he continued it because they thought it was a perfect ending for the song to just abruptly stop <laughs> because it's called the biggest troll. So in a like... sense, I, I could see where they're coming from in that. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Do you think he did that intentionally? Did he intentionally leak it with that? I mean, potentially, because, like, that's what people do all the time. Like, there's a lot of artists that, oh, no, my song leaked. I guess I got to release the album now. It's like, come on. Like, we know you talked to, like, hey, go ahead and just put the song out. My record label is holding my stuff hostage. Let me go and put this song out. And then basically forced the record label's hand. That was back in the era when record labels pretty much, like, had full dominance now. You and I, literally, after we get through with this, we can put out an album tomorrow and be on iTunes. So the world has changed. <laughs> so, yeah, that's true. So, uh, so it's a lot. It's a lot fewer uh, gatekeepers uh, these days than than it was um, back then. But yeah, I mean, I would. But the thing is, though, because it's Donald Glover, I wouldn't put it past him. Like the guy's a freaking genius. So I don't know if he right. thought that far, or if it was just <sighs> osmosis, or there's fan theories. Like I don't know who it was to believe because the guy's like. An enigma, like he really is. <laughs> it's unfair. Like it's it's not without the realm of possibility, you know. 
100 percent yeah it could it could be it's not a reasonable doubt that it could be so the only thing i want to see at some point and i'm not sure if it has happened or if it's going to happen but if we can get timberland and childish gambino man the, the thing is it makes track. me sad is i don't know if childish gambino is going to make any more music I think he's. I think he said. I mean, I know artists say all the time. Like Logic retired, and he's been making more music as an example. Same but, thing with Jay Z. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so he may come back, but I also know he's got like a small kid or two. He's married now. He's been directing, producing Atlanta. So I don't. I, I would love it again. It's one of my favorite artists of all time. I'd love it if, man, if he could get with Timberland producing his beats. That would be. Uh, just that like, would be, <laughs> just dude. Yeah, I can just I can just go in a cave and just die. Like I'd be happy. <laughs> I would want I would want it to be definitely I, I would want the vibe to be more of like the Timbaland albums you as like more of a like fun vibe oh, yeah. if, if they ever collab like that that's what I would yeah. hope like the vibe of the album would be versus more of his like autobiographical biographical going hard vibe oh. that he has sometimes you know I mean yeah I mean if he were to collaborate with Timbaland I think it will be definitely a fun uh, fun vibe for sure but. You gotta have that one. You gotta have that one song. Uh, they need to have one, but just as a whole, I'd hope the album as, would be more of a fun than just pure going hard. Just because I yeah. feel like with both of them coming together, that's where they would shine. But I, that's just my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I agree on that. I agree on that for sure. You got anything else you want to add, commentary wise? No, I think that's it for me too. Okay. Uh, I would just like to say thank you for like officially introducing me to Timbaland. Like he's, he's again, he's just one of those names that I had, I knew of him, mm-hmm. you know, like he played on like a few or he like featured and helped produce like, uh, like Justin Timberlake songs and stuff, you know, like in like Crabby early, mid, late two thousands, stuff like that. <laughs> so like I knew of him, but yeah, yeah, man, I, you definitely have converted. You've, you've just, you've forced me to become a new Timbaland. I shouldn't say forced, but you, you gave me the avenue to become a new Timbaland fan. So I thank you Love for that. It. You're welcome. We're all about consensual Timberland around here. Yes, consensual um, <laughs> Timberland. That should be the the name of this episode. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I might roll with that. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, uh, and likewise, thank you for. Um, uh, I'm about to say forcing. That's not really the word either. Uh, thank you for uh, encouraging me. There you to, go. That's, that's to, a to, good word. Yeah, to dive deeper into Childish Gambino as an artist. Again, like, he was someone I knew of, and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, Donald Glover, he also raps. Oh, yeah, he's a great rapper. But I never really, like, listened to his whole album and got his whole vibe. Um, and I kind of just, you know, maybe, like, one or two songs here or there. I know I listened to because of the internet way back when, but it was during a time where I wasn't really, like, I don't know. It was, like, one of those one of those albums I listened to, but I really didn't listen to. Mm-hmm. And, um, and with this one, I wanted to really listen to it. Like, I actually... Like, I listened to it multiple ways. Like, um, I listened to it in the car, and then um, I just put on some high-quality headphones, and I just put them on at night, and just, I just listened to it that way. So that way, I kind of had a full sound. I had the uh, noise cancellation on. Like, I was, like, fully immersed into it. So so that's how I plan on tackling these, uh, these different projects and different topics that we hit on the podcast. So thank you, listener, for uh, listening to the show. Uh, don't forget to do all the things like follow, share, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. And for the latest on the pod and links to the music uh, discussed on the show, you can go to our website or you can follow us on on uh, Instagram and Twitter for now if it hasn't imploded. Follow us on um, After Listen Pod. So keep on listening. Please. Please. <laughs> we need you. Peace. See ya. <laughs>